0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches
1: being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card right this way it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at american slash with amex The
2: volume. Hey you, listen up. The NFL season is rolling right along. And DraftKings, as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is bringing you all the action and all the best deals. Look me in the eye. If you somehow have not signed up for DraftKings yet, well, I got a great deal for you. Download the app. Use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and when you bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 in bonus bets Instantly, what you can then go play with. But T Bob, I love snaps. I love you. And I've already signed up. Well, guess what? DraftKings is taking care of all their customers throughout spooky season as you get game day sweeteners the entire month of October. So whether you're new, whether you've been around here for a while, DraftKings is the most fun place to play. It's taking care of you again. If you're signing up for the first time, promo code T Bob. NFL bet nets you $200 in bonus bets instantly. So let's have some fun watching the games this spooky season. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, Lightsee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to another Sunday edition of Snaps. As you can see, I'm back in the Millennium Falcon, which means it's early, it's Sunday, and we're here to talk some college football. Aaron Murray, T-Bob Bear. Aaron, what's up, dog? How you doing today? Man,
0: doing great. Another awesome Saturday of college football. A lot to break down. Uh, Play a picture gun a little bit clearer, so excited to jump into some of these games with you. Start with the big one for the first time all year. We are finally watching Big Ten
2: football. Well, actually, hold on before we get into the game itself. I do want to start with kind of a general thought that'll be a theme throughout the show. Yesterday was a classic college football day where mm-hmm. survive in advance. Okay, yes, it's college football. You have students, uh, young men, right? And, and that comes with volatility, mm-hmm. that comes with unexpected poor performances, unexpected great performances, and as you're going to see, it's going to be littered throughout the show, but let's be clear about this in front. That's how you separate champions, okay? Yep. Who survives those games where you get into a dogfight with somebody that you should beat the hell out of, but all of a sudden you find yourself in a fight. Who survives? That's who maybe ends up winning
0: conference championships, goes to playoffs, and maybe even national and, championships. And, and I'll say this, Steve, like the, we don't have we don't know if we don't have an elite team. I think there's if there if there's going to be an elite team this year, like the Georgias or an LSU or an Alabama, like of years past, where like you clearly knew like that was a national yeah. championship team, like that was a team that was most likely going to win it, and and, and they just kind of rolled through their schedule. That would be Michigan, but we still don't True. know a hundred percent yet because they haven't faced someone up to their caliber of, 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 of athlete to This point in the season, but you kind of have the feeling deep downside, like we kind of know that Michigan is the most dominant team right now in college football, the way they've been able to handle their business through the first, you know, over over half the season at this point. Right now, everyone else is in that mode, though, like Florida State, Georgia, Alabama, Washington, even Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's it's it is all at this point survive and advance because it's it's the parody of this year, it's it's, it's exciting as a fan. But we're not. We're win. just not seeing a team right now. There's not an elite team in college football besides possibly Michigan. Yeah, like you said, possibly Michigan. And after Ohio State,
2: Penn State, probably feeling a little better about Michigan, so let's get into it. Yep. Uh, so for the first time this year, <coughs> the Big Ten gets to get mentioned on the Sunday recap show because it played a game worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State, Penn State in the shoe, beautiful environment. Ohio State fans are going crazy. Uh, a, a defensive battle. And... I want to be clear about this. I, I, I was, I was getting a lot of text during the game. These teams are so bad, blah blah. And I'm like, I disagree. These teams are not bad. Mm-mm. The thing is, the defenses are elite, and the quarterbacks are not. And that's a recipe for football that maybe feels bad, but isn't when you actually look at it, right? Like, yeah, was there a lot of offensive success in this game? No. But I was, I mean, look, as someone who's had to suffer through this LSU defense this year, I was blown away by how tight the man coverage was, Uh, Mm. the skill of the pass rush, the speed of linebackers when filling the hole or closing gaps. Like, let's be clear, these defenses are awesome and they should be celebrated. That said, Aaron, at the end of the day, it is so unreal obvious and what the difference in this game was, and it was Marvin Harrison Jr., it's yep. having that elite weapon. Because like we said, if you're going against elite defense and you do not have an elite quarterback, you are not going to be able to overcome if you don't have a receiver that can separate. Penn State mm-hmm. did not. Aller had nowhere to go with the ball all night long. Whereas Kyle McCord, even when, he missed some wide open throws as well, right? Because again, yep. not elite quarterback. But Marvin Harrison Jr., whether it was – drawing big penalties or making the actual catch he clearly like just so clearly yep. proves
0: the value of wide receiver in modern football which you can speak to and he wins in this game well and that was my big concern heading into the game was was how was Penn State going to move the football because the rushing numbers we discussed a little bit last week were a lot like they've been able to get some 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 good that because
2: I didn't I didn't fully understand that but you've been on this for a
0: while with Penn State You watch the game and it's just a matter of it. Same thing. It goes to the scheduling. It hasn't been super efficient. It hasn't been sexy. It hasn't been like they were just popping off seven, eight, nine yards of a clip running the football. It's been difficult, but they've just been relied on it. And they run the ball so much and they kind of get up on teams. They just keep running it and running and running. They were going to get a lot of rushing yards because of that. This was an offense that had been protecting Aller for, for the entire season. And, and they were good enough just to run it and get by. So if you're winning football games, just running, like you're going to rush for 170 to to 220, whatever it was, they're rushing uh, averaging this season, but doesn't mean that it was a, a a rushing tech that would dominate on the road against an Ohio state. So it means it's going to be a rushing tech that's going to be able to move the ball against Michigan. It was just a factor of we were better than them and that's all we did. So the numbers were going to look good. That got exposed. And the fact that they don't have an elite receiver, like you alluded to, T. Bob, really showed its head. Yeah, they don't trust those guys. It was run, 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 getting to a third and long situation, and, and hope someone can win man on man coverage. Hope that that Aller could could uh, or Aller, excuse me, could could be efficient throwing the football. He, I don't want to get into the discussion too much. Of is he is he better than Sean Clipper, Clifford? Was it a mistake for Penn State fans to think that this guy was gonna to elevate this team to, to championship heights? Is it his fault? Not like that's a whole nother episode. He's not getting support. That's that's where I'll just kind yeah, like of say. Like he's, he's not, not getting the support. Like, I don't yeah. know if he's better or not. I really don't. He Is may he not he some may sort not be. of
2: condemnation of Aller. Now, now clearly at this point in his career, I do think it's a step back from Clifford, but again, um that was a like show me the quarterback that would have had success yesterday right because the only guys that i feel good about are the elite ones but like even even uh like you saw michael pennix jr and that washington offense show yesterday and they have elite receivers and they couldn't get anything going right so like like aaron you you can speak to this to my fat man lineman eyes it just didn't look like anything was open they're not, they've been open all it was, year. It was it's been, it's been like that all year coverage the entire time. Like just nobody, no nowhere it, to throw the ball.
0: And give credit to Ohio State. Like this is a good defense. It's a really good defense. This is a defensive football team this year. Plain and simple. Like that's that's just who they are. That's their identity. And then you got Marvin Harrison Jr. as uh, as your receiver on the other end. So like, give them credit for stepping up at home and playing really well. But you watch Penn State. Go back and watch every single game this season. There is a lack of explosiveness from from the. Receiving Aaron's been conditions. telling
2: us. Aaron's been saying they this. don't, have, been it. Them a, they just don't remember, have it. They led the Big Ten in scoring coming into this game. Some like forty three, forty five points a game. They're actually ahead of Ohio State. You called them false, and uh, they proved to be so. Uh,
0: as as, they're as a ten football as, team, they're, they're yeah. still they're 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 tier below. And this was this was a the year they were hoping that they would come to the dinner table with the big boys, get away from the kids' table, and it's it's not so. This team, and, and they have but- not recruited. They try to go the Michigan route of trying to get physical and, and play great defense and be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. They're the poor man's version of Michigan. They're not as dominant up front as Michigan is. They're not running the ball extremely well. And then you'd lack the playmakers on the outside you're not going to win these type of ball games, and then Ohio State has made an effort these past two years to try and re-identify who they are and what they do. Yeah, they've done that. They are more physical at the line of scrimmage. Offensive line still trying to get going the run game, but at least on defense, like they are, this, this is a team that that understands that we have to play better defensively. Their second year coordinator is doing a hell of a job right now. Guys have bought in. They're able to get for the quarterback. They're able to play tight man to man coverage, and you can still at times win with some offensive playmakers.
2: Well, and let's talk about the game itself for a little bit because um I think I think I think James Franklin comes off really soft in terms of the philosophy that he was setting. Right before half to be in the red zone and on third and six to run it instead of trying to get the first down, instead of trying to score and go win the game to run it to make it ten to six. At that point, you knew Penn State was done. Uh there's no killer instinct, there's no yeah. aggression. It was that was some pussy shit. Um I also think there were some massive swings in this game. Right, we talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. Again, I think he said a, a he said a career high for catches, but probably his biggest play of the game wasn't a catch. It was drawing that holding penalty.
0: Mm-hmm. When,
2: you know, Penn State could not score, they get a big sack, force fumble, scoop and score, just an awesome defensive play. But but Harrison had drawn the holding right before. And then and then in terms of like having opportunity, the sequence of events late Blew my mind where Ohio State gets down to the goal line. Looks like they're about to go up 11, which at that point might as well have been a million, right? Penn Mm -hmm. State comes up with a huge fourth down stop. Offense goes out. What do they do? Three and out. Well, shit. They punt it. Ohio State fumbles the punt. Penn State gets the ball back at midfield. Still can't do anything with it. So just a complete failure offensively for the offense that was leading the Big Ten in points. And a validation of everything Aaron's been telling you for weeks now. This is a paper tiger or a paper lion in this case, mm-hmm. uh, their, their offense very well represented by their emaciated, flaccid lion mascot that they love so much. Like that, that that basically was the Penn state offense. Uh, just, but I, I would be, I would be, furious though if I was a fan with that right before half
0: play call like it just so yeah, fucking I soft dude I no aggression no killer instinct well it's no trust I think you can say no all trust. you want about it. It, it you you have to understand who your playmakers are um and, and where the strength of your team is this Is still a team for, for for Penn State your only two offensive weapons are your running backs Singleton and and, and Allen like that's all you got it's been yeah, like that yeah, all year. But so, but like, you were never, in critical I mean, situations,
2: it was so clear like early on, you weren't going to win in that way, and so you had to be willing to try different things.
0: And they were not; they just thought they were going to stick with it.
2: Third and six. Right? I, fuck once
0: again, again, like I know it, and 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 I'm an outsider, and I know it, and I think Franklin has a better pulse of his team than I do, and knows the identity of his offense. They don't have the guys that can one on one on one. So, like, yeah. red zone situations are about less schematics, more players. How can I get my best players in a situation where maybe they can execute? I don't trust my quarterback. I don't trust my receivers. So why in a red zone situation am I going to put the put the game in their hands? Yeah. At least maybe my running backs can make a guy miss. Even if things aren't going well, they're still my best playmakers on offense. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – so Ohio State
2: wins the first big one, the first, the first battle of the triumvirate of the Big Ten – uh, and then final thought, just real quick here. Uh, to me, the real winner felt like Michigan, mm-hmm. because J.J. McCarthy clearly is leaps and bounds ahead of McCord and ahead well, of Aller, tenure, man. and it feels like, you know, Michigan should win Big Ten again. Uh, <laughs> speaking of red zone, uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. struggled in the red zone early on. Uh, found a little bit of success there, uh, but ends up costing them as Tennessee goes into Tuscaloosa. They're up 20 to seven and half. I mean, remember the whole, the whole deal was, um, you know, can the explosively, can the explosivity of Milrow overcome the uh, advantage that Tennessee has in the trenches, which I think is actually like after watching this game, Aaron, I think we nailed it in terms of the dynamics because that was the push pull first half Tennessee's, Dominance in the trenches was winning the game. They're shutting Mm -hmm. down offensively. They're able to move the ball offensively. Second half, it's exactly what we said. The explosivity of Alabama ends up taking over, and it outshines whatever. I mean, it's exactly like they were beating them like Texas was beating them, only they didn't have the big playability to bury them like Mm -hmm. Texas did.
0: Well, and then then the inability to to score in the red zone. I mean, it could have easily been twenty one nothing at one point there in the first quarter, and maybe not the second drive. You know, there were some tight windows, but the third drive where the the Joe Milton sails it over the tight end's head, who is wide yeah. open on the corner oh. route, like that's a touchdown that you kind of you're, you're you're staying up at night. I mean, there there were so many mistakes, and I I want to give credit to Alabama, man. Like uh, this is a team that you kind of. I kind of like in the sense of like their personality of who they are, what their identity is, because they're not these killers. Like it's hard to just hate Alabama this year because they're just, a, they are a fun team to watch because every game's exciting. And and you watch Nick Saban in the post-game interview with, with Jenny Dell and, you know, he's laughing and smiling and talking about chewing on a cigar. And then you go to Jalen Milrow in the interview and, you know, I haven't, I haven't been around Jalen and I've seen a couple interviews, but man, it's hard not to like that young yeah, man. Yeah, he was and having fun everyone, in that post game yesterday. Yeah. You can tell. And everyone I've talked out. to too, like I talked to Dusty Dvorak last week, who had their game previously, and he's like, "Man, we sat down with Jalen, and that is one impressive young man. Good dude. Hard not to cheer for him." So like, this is a team. Like, I'm not saying I'm rooting for Alabama, Fuck but they you, are dude. a lot. They're, crazy they are they are a lot more likable this year. Yeah. Than okay, okay, ever okay, been, okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. 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 You're right. They're likable because they're human. But let let's not lose sight of the fact that at the end of the day it's ninety percent four and five stars. This is not plucky little Alabama. What they are, they are it's very appropriate for this month of October, this Halloween season. Be, they are very human. Very in human. some ways, in other ways, they are the bad guy from the scary movie. They are Michael Myers, they are Jason, and that you have to fucking kill them, and you have to make sure that they're dead because they keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, like every, like whether it's um, Ole Miss, A and M, or Tennessee, every single time we've seen the first half hole get deeper only for Alabama to come out in the second mm. half and just look like a completely oh, different. Trustee, team. I know we're, we're not even talking. It's crazy. Cause like, we're not even talking about just playing better the second half. We're talking about just like going from kind of sucking to complete dominance.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and like
2: what they did to Tennessee and that's after going down 27, the flow of that first half to come out and in the game, like they did yesterday. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. Halftime adjustments are like kind of real, and and speeches and everything, or you know, but like it normally doesn't do that. Mm-mm. So I I I said this on Rivals the other day. I feel like um, the Jalen Milrow makeup sex is undefeated. Like he's he, he he's going to cause you to get a little frustrated. You may pull your hair out. You may get a little upset but a man's going to make you forget about it all by the end. And mm-hmm. you're just going to be sitting back, smoking a cigarette or in this case, a cigar and just uh, like, what was I what? mad at
0: him for? I don't remember anymore. Yeah. I, he, listen, he, he was, he showed me some stuff this weekend, uh, throwing the football, some of the stuff over the middle. Definitely. You saw late in the game. I think it was like third, fourth quarter, a couple of balls sailed on him to receivers, but there are baby steps moving in the right direction, especially taking care of the football. The one interception, it you gave your guy a 50, 50 shot in the back of the end zone. It was it's a, a good great play. Defensive, defensive play. a great defensive play. Like, I, I'm not even really mad at him for that. To me, where the game changed really was obviously the first possession of the, of the second half. Like, being able to go down there and score in two plays. Explosivity. Explosivity. Everything we talk about all yeah. year. People always laugh at me, but. The, the the most dangerous lead in in football is up two touchdowns. I mean, thirteen points, fourteen points, those thirteen. Wait, points. are you you know that that's
2: like a soccer thing as well, right? People say the most dangerous lead in soccer yeah. is two two nil.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh, because it. yeah. Because as soon as the other team, you're feeling good until the other team scores, and then you get into oh shit mode. Yeah, true. You're like oh god, we feel like we had control of this football game. We've been dominating. We're up. We scored before halftime. You know, we just got thirty minutes to play, and we're up two scores. Like it's our game, damn it! And our defense is kicking butt, and all of a sudden they score, and you start looking around like, "Oh damn!" Like if if we give them the ball back, they could score, or take the lead. All of a sudden, it's like yeah. yeah, start thinking about that. It's 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 human nature. You're you're high, you're high, you're high, you're high, and then bam! In in two seconds, or for for this case, two plays. Tennessee gets knocked down to reality if we're that's on the true. road. It was such a shitty and, feeling. For oh Tennessee. damn! Like yeah. they're about to they, they, they could win. They could take the lead in, in two plays all of a sudden. So the hundred
2: thousand um, of Bryant Denny come alive yeah. at that point. Like you just have like, and it's a pent up, it's a pent up energy that the crowd mm-hmm. releases at that point because the whole first half has just been anger and frustration, and everybody's bitching in line where they're going to get their hot dogs and their uh yeah. their, their fucking senatorial. So, so that's that they one.
0: Have. So so that that was one. And then two, the, the ability to run the ball in the second half, I thought for, for Alabama. And and don't so if you missed the game, you know, go back and rewatch it, obviously. But you look at Jalen Milro's stat line: nine, nine carries for three yards. You have to remember sack yards six, seven, seven. go against the quarterback or go against rushing yards, which is just idiotic. He ran the ball a little bit more there in the second half, and, and that's a part of the game that he's going to need to do more, especially versus LSU here in a couple of weeks. I thought that opened up the game a little bit. Obviously, McClellan had a good game over 100 yards. Like, That's what Alabama needs to do. Take care of the football. Run it. Get Jalen's legs involved. Hit a couple explosive, uh, explosives. Uh, Jermaine Byrne has been just, besides stomping on people, has been absolutely dominant here the past few weeks. People
2: got mad about him kicking that dude in the end zone. I don't know, dude. I kind of liked it, but whatever. <laughs> I think y'all
0: are all bitches.
2: What, you didn't like it? Fuck that dude. That it's dude's trying his, to guard you. his personality. You score a man. He's,
0: yeah, he's, he's a little bit dude. of a punk. He's a little bit of a uh,
2: punk. I know. That seems to be what my Alabama friends were saying as well, is how, is how they feel about him. I, hey, Jermaine yeah. Burton, I got your fucking back, dude. Fuck that dude. Then he's trying to guard you. You score a big touchdown. I kick his ass, too. Yeah. Big um, win.
0: That's a massive win, man.
2: It's a big win. And. Uh, oh, LSU, Alabama is coming down those tracks. Mm. Once again, mm. here we go. We arrive at the battle uh, that I hope when we go to nine SEC games that they keep alive year to year, but we'll see if they do. Um, scary day for the Big 12 yesterday, Aaron Murray, uh, as the two heavyweights, both Texas and OU, got all they wanted Mm -hmm. a uh, questionable spot at the end of the Texas game kills a late drive from Houston to it was 24 24 Texas makes 31 24 and then Houston I mean this is really bad on Texas defense to me uh Mm -hmm. Houston with like when they like when it was 31 24 I'm like okay okay Texas survived like that's it but no Houston goes all the way down easily in the, Tex- in the Longhorns, uh, you know, in the red zone, right there. They get a bad spot. They end up knocking for the one game over. And then Oklahoma, in similar fashion, goes up eight late. And you're kind of like, ah, okay, okay. You know, Oklahoma, wow, this is crazy. But, you know, okay, they, they survive. They're good. But no, they allow UCF to go march mm-hmm. right down and score a touchdown. And they're a two-point conversion away. Mm-hmm. So, look, but like I said, I'm not – I'm not going to be one of the people that takes any. Now, we'll probably ding them in our snaps top 10, but, you know, that's what we're it just makes sense. But I'm not someone who's going to be overly critical of this um, simply because, again, it is survive in advance time. All that matters is winning. They found ways to do so. We know how good these teams can be at their peak. And this is just a day where they didn't have it, but they found a way to win anyway.
0: No, 100%. They found a way to win. I mean, a little bit concerned with Texas defensively. And and listen, Texas' strength is the front seven. Like, we knew that there's some vulnerability on the back end. Oklahoma showed that to us a couple weeks ago. And, you know, Donovan Smith, besides that last pass, like, yeah, the, 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 the spot was very iffy, no doubt about it. But still, it's a rollout, and the guy's wide open the flat, and you throw it pretty much in the dirt behind him. I mean, that should have been a catch completion, and he sent a, a chance to put that yeah. game in overtime. It would have been interesting to see if they scored a touchdown, if they even went for two, and yeah. just said, you know what, screw it. Let's just go for the win. So, like, they didn't make the plays down the stretch. They didn't make the play there to win, to, to put the, the game in a situation to possibly win. Texas found a way. Uh, obviously, the big news is going to be Quinn Ewers. You know, he'd be he, a 30-long situation. he tried to take on a defender. Uh, lowered his left shoulder, got knocked out for the remainder of the game. Malik Murphy comes in, so like, you, know, I'm sure we'll hear at some point today. We're, we're filming this early Sunday morning, you know, today or tomorrow, like what the extent of that injury is for him. But you know, defensively, this is a team that he did that, his that arm be
2: in a sling at the end yes. of the game uh, yeah. for whatever that's worth. Not a, I don't think it's like a. He's called it a shoulder injury, so not like a broken collarbone
0: or so anything. left at least. Celeste, yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. So we will uh we will see. I'm
2: but sorry, their schedule
0: lines up nicely. I mean, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. But I mean, if if he's out, it, it I know a lot of well, people are talking about Malik Murphy you, you this offseason. I'm not excited.
2: You say lines
0: up nicely, right? But this is what gets to has gotten Texas oh, yeah. into trouble in the past. But is the games trip. like this yeah. also got Texas in trouble in the past. Yes. Like they're 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 actually winning them. I mean, true. Between true. between Wyoming to 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 this game, there's been a couple instances where it's like, okay, like if this was old Texas, they would have found a way to lose that game. Yeah. New true. Texas, even without your starting quarterback you found ways to still win the game in the fourth quarter. Like that's a difference for me.
2: Um, I did not get to watch the Oklahoma UCF game as much as I wanted to. I'm going to go back and watch it obviously before this week of shows, but um did you did you get did you get like big eyeballs on it? Like I saw the end sequences right, and, and I saw Oklahoma score to go up, and then UCF to score to go up. But I don't, I, I can't really speak to the game flow in terms of how that was so close. No,
0: we can hit on that a little bit tomorrow. That was during yeah. my game, and I was mostly oh, trying right. to watch Ohio State Penn State. Wow, I was calling as game.
2: as Aaron's calling an actual game. Uh which, shout out Memphis getting it done.
0: Uh, getting uh it done and beating the hell out of the I can offers. watch one game as I'm calling my game, not That's two. So that would crazy. be major so malpractice. <laughs> um
2: USC, you know, the song remains the same for the Trojans. I mean, what Alex Grinch is doing at this point is malpractice. Mm. Uh, that is a Utah offense that was shit, that is mm. shit without yeah. Cam Rising and has been shit all year long. And yet, wouldn't you know, they square up against USC, they bloody him up, punch him in the mouth, and they once again beat the Trojans. Is Caleb Williams now 0 3 against 0-3. Utah at USC? 0 3? 0 for 3. They, no say it's it's, last night. They, say, they say it's hard to beat a good team twice. What about a good team thrice? Because that's exactly what Utah's done,
0: dude. They gave up 247 yards rushing. Bryson Barnes threw for 235 yards and three touchdowns.
2: Bryson Barnes, repeat, like Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes. I'm about about to look at a Bryson Barnes uh, game log here to really reinforce how bad that is on that on that USC's defense uh, uh, defensive front. That's uh,
0: so, I'll tell you, I mean, he was 159, 6 of 19 versus Baylor, 71, 5 of 8, 40 yards <laughs> versus Oregon State, 15, 21, 128 versus Cal, and then versus No USC. touchdowns in any yeah. of
2: those games. No, no one Florida, touchdown for he he one. Yeah, yeah the, but it was the first play. They Remember, it was the yeah. first play of the season.
0: Yeah. So he and didn't have a
2: C had the, the, the first play of the season, not a single touchdown until SC.
0: Yeah, and then, then then this past game, you know, throws for two hundred and thirty-five yards and three touchdowns, and, 10 and then yards and had per the attempt. massive run and had the massive run there uh, in in the in the fourth quarter to get them into field goal range to end up winning the football game. Ten Just
2: yards oof. per attempt, Aaron. Yeah, hey, hmm. his other YPAs: 8.8, 3.7, 5.0, 6.1, 10.2. How the fuck is USC this bad defensively? Like, like when you have such a clear deficiency and you have an entire off season to work at it and it is the air of the transfer portal and you have all this stuff how are you not better it, well they got it, the transfers they know i know what i'm saying is like we why i i am someone who defends lincoln riley a lot as being an elite coach and i'm not so sure that i can call you that anymore when you had such a clear area where you needed to get better and you're still shit. Yeah. Like, I, and, and this is a little local because I cover L shooting so much depth, but like Jaden Daniels, he had such a clear area where he needed to improve after last season, right? They weren't explosive. He wasn't pushing the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. It was all too underneath. He was too conservative. And Brian Kelly said this week that Jaden Daniels, they had to change the rules because he would be in the in the building at like five a.m. to like eight p.m. He's constantly watching film. There's a six month plan about to help. Him work. Like he did the work, and now look at him. Like he had a clear area to prove. Now look at what he's doing. USC had such a highlighted. If you can fix this, you can be a championship caliber team. And they didn't do shit.
0: Yeah they still are all well, they tried i mean listen they, they they brought in the personnel like there's there's no doubt in my mind the personnel from last year to this year is better so what does it come down to it comes down to coaching it comes down to putting those guys in the right situation yeah. to go out there and play fast like, but, but of 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 being able to teach your scheme in a way that those guys can go out there and execute at a high level and that has just not been done like you have to look at at the root of the cause and right now it's coaching no doubt about it. Like, like, I don't know if he survives the rest of the season, but if if you bring back Alex Grinch next year,
2: no, that didn't happen. There's no you, way. You, it
0: can't happen. It, it's done. This to me, this was a final straw to let a Utah team <laughs> with their backup quarterback, an offense that has been by the way announced
2: announced that Cam Rising not going to play this season as well, which we kind of intimated this week yeah. on snaps.
0: Give, give him, give him the essentially redshirt year and. Medical redshirt year, bring him back next year, man. I, I love Kyle Winningham though. He just yeah. Lives. Let's talk about Utah. Every time talk I see USC. him, talk about Utah. Every time I see him, I'm just like, that's a, that's a football coach. Like that's yeah. a football dude right there. And like we just, I, it's, I think it's me too. Honestly, like I look at Utah, and I don't see big brand of of the Washingtons and the Oregon's and the USC's and the UCLA's of the world. I'm just like, yeah, it's just Utah. It's just Utah. Only the back-to-back Pac-12 championship team. They're six and one. They play great defense. They're physical. They 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 play football the right way. Yeah. And and they found they found a way to get to six and one, in a very good conference with backup quarterback play. Uh. Yeah. So it's it's man he's, and playing give Florida that dude a raise. Hell of a coach.
2: And so I still don't think Utah is going to win the Pac-12. Uh, but you know, they control their own destiny, yeah. They're still right there, they're not eliminated from anything. Uh, the game next week, but yeah, they got Oregon, Arizona State, they got Washington, Arizona, Colorado. Um, I mean, they'll, they'll win all those games. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, Oregon, Washington's a big if there, but but still, whatever. Kyle Winham's a beast, what he's created, Utah, and it's not just not having Cam Rising. Um, we, we talked about a couple weeks ago. I, I think they were down 16 players in the two deep, 16 mm-hmm. guys. There's only 22 starters in football <laughs> and, and yet they've built such a culture there and they're still winning. Um, we do have to go here in a minute, but uh, real, real quick, uh, UNC, man, UNC. Mm. This is what we talk about. Survive in advance. It's college football. You have a one in five Virginia team. That's been hapless. You're undefeated. You got a ton of big wins. You've been dominant in those wins as well, like yep. covering spreads, everything else. You're at home. Who the fuck saw this coming? And, and it ends up being a very heartwarming story of Michael Hollins is surviving the awful tragedy that claimed the lives of some of his teammates. He comes back and he scores three touchdowns from Virginia. I love this game in a lot of ways because it's it does prove that, like, you always got to come correct in college football because mm-hmm. you're only – one sleepwalk away from losing. But what's crazy to me from a game flow standpoint, Aaron, like it wasn't fluky from Virginia. They didn't race out to a big lead and have to like hold on or anything. Like uh, UNC had multiple moments in that game where like when they go up 10 to start the second half, like, okay, here's where they pull away. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, here's where the feel good story comes to an end. And no, Virginia just did the work. Kept chipping away, kept beating ass, and they end up with a massive win. I think it's their first top ten wins. It's like two thousand five.
0: Oh, my biggest takeaway, and we touched on this a little bit last week, was the fact that Drake May has not been Drake May of last year. And you can you can make the excuses of you know he lost some guys personnel wise, and and, and guys. Do you think moved it's Longo though? Do you think it's do you think he's missing Longo? I mean, yeah. Be missing Longo a little bit, but like his numbers have not been the same, and he's had a couple good games here or there. Like I'm not saying like the entire year has been a complete wash for Drake May. Like there have been moments where you're like, okay, there, there's the Drake May that we saw from last year. There's the guy that's a top five pick at the NFL draft, but then there's games like yesterday where he's just inaccurate with the football, indecisive, yeah. a little late, and so I think you can throw all that into. It. I still think he's a first round talent, no doubt about it but it's just well he's definitely not, that
2: i mean he's boom. huge has a rocket arm like yeah. and can run like he's, he's that for sure well. he's, no, he's, he's
0: nowhere as well. near playing his way. Well. i know it's, neither is caleb williams right now yeah. it's it's weird you see, michael pinnick shut come out back? yesterday first for such a great uh draft class to all the quarterbacks decide to come back for another year I, it doesn't look like
2: caleb williams <laughs> is enjoying usc too much right now
0: mm-hmm. i i think i think that man
2: is ready to go apply his trade yeah. in the nfl and i'm sure drake may is as well but um, yeah, I don't, it, I don't.
0: all of a sudden, though, no, I, I I was sitting down watching. It's crazy. I'm watching a damn game on on the CW. But mm-hmm. we were we were one Florida State loss away from the ACC, who we've been praising this year. Yeah, from from almost being out of it. We need to talk
2: Florida State tomorrow because they deserve to be talked about. It. So does Duke. That was a great game. It was a tough, awesome game. game. awesome game. Awesome game. game. And a lot of great plays from both sides. Like those are two damn good football teams. Uh, and 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 I hate to do this for Duke fans, but like, if Texas A and M doesn't find a way to hire Mike Elko, what the fuck are we even doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing, dude? Like, like, like. And I feel bad. I hate playing the game of like, as soon as a small school coach does well, then we're like, ooh, where can he go and pluck him away? But like. He has a relationship. Mm-hmm. He's he, it just makes too much. He's sense. had success
0: at AM as a DC. Yes. Like I, I, yes. I, get it. It's just a it's a, it's a big number for AM overall. But I like him. I'm with you. Like if they won that game last night, I was I was tweeting that like you may see Jimbo get fired tomorrow and <laughs> contract you know offer if he would have won that game. Like I think that if he won that game, that was that would have been a yeah. talk today. Also, it's funny that we that arrive is. here at a
2: point where we're not even talking Clemson-Miami, right? Clemson-Miami goes to overtime, big battle, mm-hmm. and apparently bit of a disaster for Clemson. On that final play, Aaron, um, apparently it wasn't an RPO. Kate Klubnick just pulled it because mm-hmm. he felt like it. And and, and the running back mm-hmm. would have walked in but, it was, should have been in, but it wasn't an RPO. He's made some Dabba, questionable calls. He didn't get State clear. in overtime. Uh, Dabo was very clear after the game that it was just Klubnick going rogue.
0: I mean F- Florida State, man, it's third and short and overtime, and I'll just run the football and 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 pulls it, throws it, incompletion, incompletion, yeah. they lose.
2: Dabo also had a questionable joke about his team sports psychologist yeah. being on suicide watch, which I'm like, ooh, Dabo, you gotta uh, you gotta read the room a little bit. That doesn't really play anymore uh, if it if it ever did. But but that's kind of indicative of Dabo. Miami. Miami with a backup quarterback. stuck in the past.
0: Backup quarterback. For Miami wins five and two, Clemson four and three.
2: It's over. 2015 through 2020, Clemson was awesome, but it is so clearly over. And you got Dabo being snippy out here. Like, we needed a lot in the bandwagon a little bit. All right, is, cool, man. Is this a Fuck six and it. six football right team? Anymore. Six and six football team. Uh, can I once again commend wow. Aaron Murray? Uh, yeah. because he Thank told you. you, he told you. Which top ten team was most likely to fall in the top ten? He said Clemson, all you Clemson fans got very upset with him mm-hmm. and were in his mentions constantly, and I'll be damned if my boy wasn't spot on. I mean, I'll take those apologies
0: whenever you on. want, Clemson fans. It would be nice because I have LSU fans up my ass because Washington had a bad day off. oh last my God, night. I'm so sick. Of I, the woke it's so I woke up this morning I woke up this morning and because I didn't watch the Washington game i'm just like why do i've got a million notifications like it was, i was like i was on my phone till probably like i was on my phone till midnight so i went to bed like i'm tweeting up during the games so like all the games in my mind were over i wasn't gonna watch that one. So i wasn't expecting like mentions when i woke up in the morning yeah and i wake up i was like what the hell are all these mentions and i'm like lsu 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 and me and too like, dude i'm getting I'm like, oh you. my god um People just don't understand what i was trying to say but whatever yeah it doesn't
2: matter uh okay. i still look survive in advance washington yeah. did mm-hmm. usc did not um unc did not texas oklahoma did alabama did Ohio state did penn state did not penn state mm. <sighs> 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 <sighs>
0: Oof.
2: weird place to be if you're penn state we talk about purgatory like because they're really mm-hmm. good they're just not good enough Mm-mm. it's awful it's like a relationship where you know you should be happy, but you're just not. Mm-hmm. And what do you do there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that'll do it for today's snaps. Uh, as always, we are live on YouTube during the week again now. Very excited for that. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Please, please, please smash the like button. Subscribe. Help us, uh, you know, continue to grow the show. We love you all so much. Aaron, I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Um happy you. Thank you. Thank you and um yeah we love you and we'll see you uh and shout out our boy ct chris tran for waking up with us i mean brum's on paternity leave uh you got pg in like puerto rico just hanging out there's only one man who who is still working and that's our boy ct so thank you for waking up with us here this sunday and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of snacks